Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made And I wish that I could talk to me And tell me I can change Don't be afraid Just walk with your Welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Tonight is September 24th, 2013. Oh, my God, I almost forgot. I was rushing around because the phone in the room where I normally do the show was broken. I found that out, so I had to run into another room and make it work. So here I am. I'm glad to be here. We're going to have Gunther blogger Gunther is calling in at any moment, and we are going to tear up the big book, part three. And uh, where is the chat room? What happened here? Launch chat in new window. It's kind of weird. Let's see. The chat didn't oh, the Chat didn't work. That's kind of weird. I like the chat a lot. Um, hmm. Doesn't... That is so strange. Oh, no, it's doing that thing again. I'm not going to be able to see the chat. Oh, man. Guys, I am so sorry. I don't know what's going on. It's telling me that... Uh, what is it doing? It's got some weird picture of little people in there. And it's not supposed to be doing this. Ay, ay, ay. Um, I don't know. If you're If you're listening and you're in the chat room... I cannot see you, and that really stinks. So call in, 818-475-9211. This is to Gunther. 818-475-9211. The chat room is not working. It so, so sucks. All right, guys, we've got to go on. I'm so used to that. So there's people who chat, and they're in there, and uh, it's not working. So we're going to go on, and there's Todd. I'm going to get him, and let's see if this is him. Hello there, Gunther. Can you hear me? Hello? 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 Oh, I can hear you now. Hi. Oh, okay. All right. How are you doing? I had a little trouble getting through. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I was having trouble, like I can't see the chat. It has like an ad. Yeah. Yeah, there's no chat there tonight. I'm wondering why. 
Yeah, I wonder why, too. It's I can't see it like I, I do with like I normally, you know, just do the normal stuff. And I put chat, and that was supposed to go up, and it just has a big ad. I can't change it. Well, I guess we'll have to go on without it. Uh, on with the show. The show must go on. The show must go on. <laughs> so I was listening to the show that we did the last time. <laughs> And there's a part where you where it says we have to be smashed, you know, it has to be smashed and you you say it made me laugh so hard. I thought I'm putting that in the movie. It's going in the movie, Gunther. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> so do you remember where we left off last time? No, I don't, do you? Okay. Yeah, I think it was right after you know, we got because we started uh the part right after where they stop reading chapter um, five, you know, where, where they read in at every meeting, where you know it stops where they we are convinced we're at step three, and you know I I have to tell you this, and then I want to ask you what was your experience because you've been gone longer than me, so I'm I'm doing my homework last night and I'm reading where I think we left off and kind of. Just making notes and highlighting where there's the use of God and how many times they use God and that this is going to happen or not, even though, you know, it was never vetted or it's researched, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I I just had this sensation of, like, I don't, I can't believe how I ever believed any of this, Gunther. You know what I mean? It, it's gotten so much worse than when I first was leaving and first show that we did back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so it's just... absurd now. It, it, it. I used to believe it to my core. I was like mm-hmm. on my knees constantly, even at the restroom at work. I would, you know, if I had a problem, I'd go right in there and get on my knees, and you know, now it just seems like a bunch of bullshit. I, mm-hmm. I don't do it at all. Yeah, which is you know kind of sad. There's people who you know, have a faith and a real religion, and they certainly pray all the time, Muslims and Christians and stuff, but I feel uh, much more a lot of compassion myself for people who are atheists and people who have, um, uh, what do they call them, uh, Jim Christopher was a humanist or not humanist, uh, secular, secular folks. He said, we'd like you to call us secular folks. And uh, So I'm going I'm to start right in. So I'm on page 60. And um, that this is the part that oh, any life run on self-will and uh, can hardly be a success. So uh, the, this really hit me. So when you're a Catholic, you know, they make it really clear that you were given free will. That's what God wanted was for you to have free will and you were to make choices. And otherwise you'd be a puppet. And I think that, you know, it's a big... Maybe there's there's somebody on my blog who was getting upset because someone was comparing the whole thing to Catholicism, and I think this is a good point, that even if you're a Catholic, regardless of the pedophilia that happened and the bad things that went on there, you were taught, or I was taught, that you have free will. You get to make a choice. And here, what I see over and over, Gunther, is just that what you think doesn't matter. Right. You know, that um, it says, on that basis, we are almost always... You've got always this black and white. It's almost it, always in collision with something or somebody, even though your motors are good. 
And I'm like, you know, I don't think so. I don't think that it's really strange. And I had a really hard time reading it, and, and I thought to myself, this stuff is really nuts. I just wrote nuts next to it in the paragraph, in the in the sideline. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, the part here, it says on page 61, where is he really not a self-seeker even when trying to be kind? Is he not a victim of delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if only if he only manages well? Um, you know, it's, this is the whole stupid part about the actor, and it's not okay to have. I, th- I do think we touched on this. I don't know if we got all there, but where it's never okay for uh, you to feel good about yourself. This false humility that's perpetuated in AA. Mm-hmm. So what would what would you say? I mean, you talked about this the last time. What was your experience after you left? How did you view all that, and how have you changed? Well, before I thought it was it was completely right that I was my life was based on thinking about me, 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 and that was a horrible thing. Um, and nowadays, I, I come to realize that that's how people live their lives. They think mm-hmm. about themselves. You know, right. I care about me. And and there's this idea in AA that, you know, if you care about yourself, you're some kind of fucking heathen. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, they call you just selfish. They're just like you're, you know, you're selfish. That's what's wrong. Well, I I do care about me, so AA can go fuck itself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, I I don't care about you. And I don't need to justify myself. You know, right. Well, I was thinking about the, the, on that note that what I see sometimes with people who stay in there long, you know, over the, the teen years into the twenty years, is the lack of self care that's taught. You know, if you always have to be of service and you want to be of service and you can never say no to any request or anything, that there's so, sort of this haggard look of like uh, the women are stressed out. They don't take care of themselves. It's not everybody is like that, but as the years go on, either the self-esteem gets stuck there, uh, they feel like they're like in a, in a rat wheel, that they're just stuck in a wheel and they can't grow anymore. Is what some of the uh, what some old timers uh, have said to me who've left, and I think that that's what I saw as I left. And um, you know, here this part is one of the worst. I think this is the sickest part of AA. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Um, they rise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we must get rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Um, you know, that, and then again, that paragraph ends, we had to have God's help. Uh, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in the drama of life, God was going to be our director with a capital D. He is the principal with a capital P, and we are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. This is so religious. Yes, it is. It's absolutely religious, and AA members will deny that it's religious. They'll deny that they're talking about a singular God. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the things, do you know how many gods and how many times God is mentioned in the first 164 pages? I don't know. How many times? Well, I'm going to do it as part of my research. It's going to be, how many? I think a couple of hundred, 300. If you guess, yes. how many? You guess 200? 240. 240. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Because I'm going to do it, but the next time I do a show, right, uh, I am going to know the amount of times that God is mentioned in the first 164 pages. And then, on top of that, how many times things are said, you must, or it kills us, or it has to be smashed, like all those phrasing. Yeah. I am um, going to be putting all those guys, all those little phrases in there. And... Um, <laughs> Kevin just sent me a text. <laughs> he said, he, you're making him laugh. He's laughing out loud. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. So uh, the, the whole God part, let's see. So we just went through all that. Um, oh, my God. It was just really hard. It was maybe the hardest for me to do because it seemed like when I did it the first time I was deprogramming, and I think I did, you know, I did quite a few shows with you, and I did one alone. I think you called in at the end. But um, let's see. Uh, this is on page 68, and it says here, uh, oh, this is really bad. It can't rely on yourself here. We, we, we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, and even though we had no resentment in connection with them, we asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other, and it made us cocky or worse. Something that I, I see that this thing in the it seeped into our culture. You know, Gunther, where it's like other, like they were interviewing people about food on that movie, um, Half Sick and Nearly Dead, that Australian guy who did the juicing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that film? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. It's such, a, it's such a great film. So I was watching it last night, and, you know, they were asking people about food and what they ate, and they were like, oh, I'm really weak, you know, I can't do that. And and it's really a reflection of how AA and its mentality, powerlessness, you know, disempowering con- kind of thinking, I think it's really gotten into our culture. Um, it says here next, we never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator we can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. Um, all men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. I, I guess what I was really seeing was just how much God uh, is mentioned in here. And that, in case anybody's new listening here, in 25 states in the United States, that Alcoholics Anonymous, and that would include NA and any other 12 step. Um, has been deemed highly religious and that it is against your First Amendment rights, the Establishment Clause, that you should uh, not be it's against the Constitution to be sentenced in a plea deal or in a DUI, uh, that you be sentenced as part of your plea deal to Alcoholics Anonymous or NA, or even, dare I mention, uh, now Sex Addicts Anonymous is getting a lot of um, bullshit propaganda in the media with film and and film. I'm, I'm sick about it, and I don't even want to go down that road because it's so upsetting. Some of these films that are coming out, they're talking about it as a genetic disease, Gunther. 
I think you may have a caller. What's that? Do you have a caller? Do you have a caller? A caller in... uh, Well, I don't know. uh, Should we take the call? Let's see. Dare I take the call? Let's see. Hello, caller. Caller, do you have a question or comment? Nope, I think they... They ran off. They didn't say anything. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, if anybody wants to call in, 818-475-9211. So, then the next whole part here is the part about sex. The voices too far, I cry for sex and more sex. Uh, You know what? I, I just didn't even... Oh, here. Here's the part I want to talk about. So, at the bottom of page 69, here we go. This is the stuff that's going to be up on the screen in my phone. Ironic that the sex stuff is on page 69. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You want to talk about that? No, it's just ironic that it's on page 69. I think Bill Wilson planned it that way. I know. How did he do that, though? That's really, you really have to plan that one out, boy, to get it on page 69. (laughs) The part about sex, right? Like they're going to get involved in our sex life now, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. This is where it's really lots of convoluted, uh, the voices who cry for sex and more sex, who bewail the institution of marriage, who think that most of the troubles of the race are traceable to sex causes. They think we do not have enough of it or that it isn't the right kind. They see its significance everywhere. Wow. Who would that be? Oh, that would be Bill Wilson. Mm-hmm. Would it? Yeah. I mean... It, everywhere, like he was a total 13-stepper and, you know, had a long-term relationship with the secretary um, at AA office while he stayed married to Lois. And I was shocked when I found that out. I didn't know that until 2009, and I found orange papers. Can you believe that? That I did not know that Bill Wilson was a womanizer. I didn't know much about Bill himself before I... um really got involved in AA critical thinking. But um, Mm. I just knew about, you know, the chapter on Bill's story. Mm. You know, one of the things that happened to me, it was sometime in my mid-20s or like late, when I was 27, 28 years sober, something like that. And I remember feeling like my God had gotten really small because I was definitely praying on my knees and I was meditating and I felt like God was so, so far away. And when I look at this next piece here that says, um, constantly asking God to help you do stuff, we subjected each relation to this test. Was it selfish or not? We asked God to mold our ideals and help us to live up to them. Who is this God? Like what kind of God is this? We remembered always that our sex powers were God-given and therefore good, neither to be used lightly or selfishly, nor to be despised or loathed. I mean, here we, here we come next. So whatever our ideal turns out to be, and here we go, Gunther, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring still more harm in doing it. In other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter, and the right answers will come if we want it. Well, what if you don't want it? And this is preaching from a guy who was screwing his secretary. 
Mm-hmm. And, and lying his ass off all over the place. They had to make, I, I can't remember what it was called, the the something guard to protect newcomers from the guy. Yeah, you know? the squad. It was like a squad, the newcomers, the old-timer squad. They had to veer him off. I actually talked to an old guy in on the East Coast, and he verified that. that it was very real that they had to really, especially he got really bad in the end. I mean, it was bad all the time, but uh, he, yeah, God alone can judge our sex situations. Oh, my God. And here, here is this guy preaching to us how we should live, right down to our sexuality, you know, and he's a friggin' a lying, cheating son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. That's what he was, you know? Oh, yeah, even the business he made, he sold stocks when he didn't even have a company. That's fraud, what he did in the beginning. And when you go on a tour of Stepping Stones, they talk about it and they laugh. And people say, oh, yeah, you know, he didn't even have a company and sold stock. Oh, it's fraudulent. And go to jail for that. Uh, he says here, but we'll let God be the final judge. And I'm like, how about the police? <laughs> <laughs> you know, why do people not call the police when somebody's, assaulted or someone's raped or you know somebody gets ripped off for five grand or how much money does it take to go to be out of small claims court where you have to file a report on you know i heard this happens all over the place but especially in some of the men's meeting in hollywood where a guy borrows a lot of money and then the guys are coming i want my money back and he tells the guys to go write about it you know they should be going to small claims court if it's under I think it's $1,200 or something. And then other than that, you go to real court. And you go to jail for that. Right? Yep. Did you have any, I, any of that I, going on? I got a message from somebody um, who said they're trying to call in. So you may want to check to see if there's anybody in the queue. All right, let me see. Hi there, you're live. Hello. Hi, may I ask this call? Sally. Oh, this hi, Sally. Sally. How are you? Hey, Sally. Hi. Hi, Sally. How are you? Hey, Gunther. I'm pretty good. Uh, normally, miss your show because it's always on Tuesdays, and that's a working night for me, but um, today is a different day. So uh, I'm glad I got a chance to call in because I really wanted to comment. Um, first of all, thanks for everything that you do, and Gunther, same to you. I love you both. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> no, I mean it, truly. And not in a fucked up AA way, okay? And, um, <laughs> no, in the real way, you know. Like, right, in the real if, way. You know, if you don't leave my cult, I'm still going to love you, you know? <laughs> I'm still going to care about what happens to you. I'm going to want to know how you're doing. You know, it's. but um, I was really interested in what you were talking about concerning Catholicism and AA mm. and feeling sorry for atheists and and you know i mean i i was so catholic going in to aa mm-hmm. that i didn't um i didn't even realize atheists could be harmed because i never even read, read the agnostic part of mm-hmm. the book mm-hmm. and now it's one of my worst angers is for people you know i look at aa and for any person that has to be subjected to their view of spirituality under such duress is victimized. 
Mm-hmm. As a Catholic going in, I was victimized. Um, atheists are victim, victimized. People who have never, who believe in God and, you know, just kind of go with the flow, and, and they, they are victimized, you know. It's, it's, it's a very private and um, personal process of growth. And um, so I find it really offensive. Um, I wanted to point out, I know this is a big big book, Tara. Yeah. But um, I've been doing a lot of uh, recent uh, reading and research on AA, and I found mm-hmm. out that, what's it called? Uh, AA comes of age, mm-hmm. and the 12 and 12 were both gone over with a fine comb by two Catholic priests, namely Father Edward Dowling and mm-hmm. Father John Col- Colbert. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the reason for this was is there was a lot of problems. Catholics were told they couldn't join um, mm. the Oxford group, and they couldn't join AA early on. And Bill was um, converting to Catholicism, mm-hmm. or so supposedly, you know, mm-hmm. fake way. Mm-hmm. And then um, his Catholic buddies came along and went over it so that they could make it more Catholic-like acceptable, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I found that very interesting. As there, You know, Bill calls anybody that was willing to listen to him or that he could get on his side his friend. You know, these are our friends. Church mm-hmm. and our friends are all, you know, mm-hmm. we're friends. And it's, those are just people that will do anything, you know, to help the cult out. You know, the newspapers, anybody. Interesting. I have a lot of resentment towards them. Yeah, well, well I'm not going to tell you to pray about it or write about it now, Sally. <laughs> well, we're not going to do that to you here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Catholicism is a huge segment of the population, so they, I guess they had to focus on, you know, what a target audience would be for growth. And um, not having Catholics able to join AA would have been a big problem for them. So I'm sure that they uh, they went ahead and did whatever they could to lie to Catholics to suck them into the program. Just like they lie to everybody else. Myself, I was a uh, a Baptist and a Pentecostal when I was in the program, so I was very religious, and I bought into all of it. Um, these days, I'm an atheist. That's what AA did to me. I don't think it's um, anything bad either. I think that it's it's good that AA, you know changed me in that way but you know i respect anybody else's beliefs if if you want to believe in that then Mm -hmm. you know i don't have a problem with you it's just a a thing that i have a problem with that's so serious when you when you think about that i I think that it shows how damaging uh, it can be i was speaking to a guy who has recovery truth one youtube videos and he's going to be on in a couple of weeks, and he was talking with me about how you know AA damaged him. But I was wondering, Sally, if in your research, because this is something 
that really upset a group of us last summer on recovering from recovery is when we all realized, a group of us, that AA had targeted our grade schools, and they were Catholic schools. And I went to a Catholic school in New York City in the 1960s, and how, are you fucking kidding me? To a grade school? Like, they, so they, you know, somebody, they not only were getting on the side of the Catholic Church, and I did have a nun who I took my first piano lessons from who was, you know, used to drink too much and pound on the piano and told me to sing, and, you know, she was, you know, breath smelled like alcohol and all that. But have you found any research about how they targeted the first group of school children yet? Well, um... Actually, no, but I, yeah. it's going on my list now. Isn't that weird? I run across many thing, many areas in which a certain group of people, like the Catholic Church or certain judges or um, other other groups that get involved with AA, become brainwashed by the cult and do service for them. Mm. And, you know, I mean, there's several judges that I know of that have gotten involved with the cult in some way or another that had had once been very strict against their, you know, their DUI offenders, people that were uh, offenders that had alcohol problems. And really? They changed their ways. So instead of um, sending them to prison... For their crime, the you know an actual criminal, um, what they deserved, right. they would let them off easy because of this with low fines, wow. and then they send them to you know AA or an AA hospital. And there were judges who on the bench were involved with AA and would push AA on people. So we all know about that. And um, mm-hmm. so this is mm-hmm. really interesting, and it doesn't surprise me at all. You know I. Like you said last summer, you know, a lot of us became surprised at 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 these what we heard and what we found out. The more we learned, we just the more shocked we became. And it's right. just no, oh my God, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you got to take everything with a grain of salt. And then finding out all of it pre AA or early AA history, it really is a bunch. Of, it's it's a bunch of lies an organized movement. It didn't happen on accident. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know you know, these these things are gonna come out in the future. It it's gonna take time though. You know, as Yeah, people, I think it will take a concerted believe, effort, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're yeah. doing. As people leave they become in, they become more involved, just kinda like they did when they you know, got involved with AA. And you know you're ta- you're you're taking on this criminal element that um, in itself is just such a huge problem. <laughs> I mean, how much more can a person do? Yeah, you know? it's a lot, um, but it's not it's not quite enough though. I think that the film, you know, the reason I'm making it, uh, I I wouldn't have been enough. Like the 13th stepping was horrifying, right? But it wasn't like oh, I got to make a film. But to find out after I leave AA that, well, how does somebody like Christine and Sandra Cass get murdered? And we found it in news. Like, I'm not making this shit up, and I'm not having a parents tell me this. I'm reading this in the newspaper, that he was court-ordered, right? And 
So we're like, whoa, wait a second, is he the only guy? And then all of us, of course, are all over the country and all over the world, actually, right? We start to dig, mm-hmm. and we find that there's more stories, and then there's more murders, and we dig up old stories. So how did this happen? So then I get outraged, right? But I'm outraged by the breaking of the First Amendment, all the DUIs, which are funneling into AA, and AA loves it so they can sell their stupid big book, and they're 12 and 12 to people who get a DUI and then get sent to the drug court classes and don't know that they're smart recovery, even though it's about around 17 years, and they don't go know about SOS, even though that's been around 28 years, and they don't know about moderation, even though that's been approved in the court in Los Angeles for over 10 years. They don't know about harm reduction. I mean, right? But there is well, a movement. You know, they, 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 you know, they, get, they own the newspapers. So mm-hmm. Right now that's where it's at. You know, and mm-hmm. it's going to take some big, strong people that care help, you know, move forward again to this 21st century. Well, um, so I, I mean, I've been I saying to that. Say that the only thing case. about this. Yeah, ahead, Well, I want to ask you no, that. No, 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 you're, you're the boss. You're saying like that, you, like you found <laughs> it out. Because my, my suspicion, well, I, I'm almost without even suspicious, clear to me that the L.A. Times is run by a stepper because of how we were, you know, what they reported in three large, you know, pages when we wrote them letters. And there's no other reason except somebody high up, if it's not the editor or the, you know, somebody really high up is, if there's not more than one of them, right? Uh, the New York Times. Probably many. Mm-hmm. many. Journalists all were drinkers. Like we talked right? about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, an old, I have a, an old article that talks about in Washington, D.C. in the early years, how 32 of their uh, journalists were AA members. Wow. And these are brainwashed AA members. These are part of a religious cult uh, writing biasly. You know, freedom of uh, speech and writing and and freedom of the press, you know, I mean, it was kind of really, really, really wasn't that free. People told you what you had to write about. You know, this is the story you're going to write. You know, Mm. you're going to be quiet about this. And. That's pretty bad. (laughs) Pretty depressing. (laughs) No. (laughs) That that's true. I'll I'll send you the article. It's Mm. you know sad, but true. (laughs) Another one of those um, surprising but not surprising, you know, realizations that we we're facing. Well, you want to stay? Go ahead. Go ahead, Gunther. Sally. Do you think that in this lifetime we'll see AA knocked off its pedestal or will it be a long, slow process? Or how, how do you see things going? Me? Uh, my opinion? Gosh, I don't know. I I think it's going to be a slow process. I, I don't think it's going to be, there's going to be huge broadcasts and, you know, the crumbling down of, the AA building or whatever it is, I think it's gonna. Go, I think it's gonna go away slowly in the next twenty years, and other things are gonna pop up. And it's gonna die as sad. On the radio. They deserve, you know, to be people shown the truth about it in very dramatic way. But it's just not gonna happen that way. They're gonna. People are gonna come to their senses, and other things are gonna take over. Thankfully, that's how I see it. I'd like to see some. I'd like to 
see them crumble. I really would. And if people are that committed to AA, they can still have their AA meetings. You know, mm-hmm. you're just not going to get a lot of, you know, recruitment from, you know, jails and hospitals and doctors and newspapers and counselors anymore. Right, right. I'd like to see them back in the church basement where they belong and not infiltrating every piece of society, you know, and claiming that they're not affiliated with anybody when they actually are. Yeah. Did any of you guys see um, the, the new show by Chuck Lorre last night on uh, CBS with, called Moms? It's a total AA commercial. No, I didn't I, see it. Yes, I did. Yeah, you watched it? No, I saw a commercial for it. Yeah, I, I saw mean, a I commercial it. for the show. Yeah, right. And today they said about you know AA meeting, right? That's a little bleep that they use the whole time during the Emmys and all week long. And for oh, me, it's yeah. just a pushback to what happened with him and Charlie Sheen. And I watched the show because I think it's important, and I know my enemies as well as my friends. But um, I consider it. I watched it, and uh, I just I almost felt like they're reading our blogs now. And sort of thinking about not writing as much right now uh, because I think they are, and I think the the blogs have gotten very big, and we're not going away, and it's important for us to report on news and stuff, but somehow we have to get more in the culture, and I'm here, I'm out here, and I see it, and, uh, you know, it's, it's bad. Now, the hope I got is really from Tom Horvath, who said in 10 years, smart will be bigger than AA if it keeps growing like it's growing. And there is a strategy, and the strategy will be to stop the money, the flow of money to AA. And the way to stop the flow is to stop the AA coercion. And AA will shrink by, I say, 35%. Jim Branscombe, who was an ex-board member, he says there's 60% coercion right now. And he said the rehabs, the treatment. So you stop the payment of insurance, yeah. to any AA facility that that's all they do there. So you stop them. They can't pay for a religious uh, cult uh, for a health issue. Mental health, either if it's a mental health issue or a health issue, you can't have a fucking church religion paying for Blue Cross. So that's a big component. And you stop yeah. in, the, in the 25 states. I have, anybody's listening, I've made pamphlets that you can hand out to someone who got a DUI, and I should send this to both of you. So send me your email, I mean your addresses again, and I'll send you some of these. We stop the flow of the DUI so that they don't buy any books. And then the 6 million out of 12 million that comes in through non-AA uh, members' donations will shrink down to 6. I know members now who I've spoken to who don't put money in the basket anymore and have money. Um, so, you know, this major lawsuit, the lawsuit that's sitting pending, the lawsuit eventually gets executed and gets served to New York. Once that happens, there will be a lot of people who are going to sue AA for all kinds of reasons, for wrongful death, for practicing medicine, for telling people to get off their medication and their children's committed suicide or their husband killed themselves, for sexual assault, and then you have many other people like me who woke up and saw it was because of a family member, a child, or someone else wanted help. And this this youth that's around here, they're not going to buy it. But there's a component that's been brainwashed. It's not my generation. It's not my children. It's that, that 30-year-olds that think that 
I mean, I had a driver. Kevin and I had a driver going somewhere on Saturday to go to the Greek theater, and he was saying, I said, let me ask you a question. How old are you? 38. Okay. What is AA? Do you think, well, it's connected somehow to the government. What? <laughs> well, what do you, do you think somebody runs, you know, a meeting? Is there a professional? Yeah, I, I would think so, yeah. And I was just like, wow. That's, we've got to change that. We have to, I'm going to have to do PSAs that we're going to just put up on YouTube. PSAs for the other six free options that are out there. What's and, a PSA? Uh, a PSA is a public service announcement, so we'd have okay. you know an actor just look right into the camera and say, do you have a problem drinking? You know, I went to Smart Recovery. Um, do you have a problem drinking? I tried harm reduction. So the same, we're going to look at all of A's commercials and just replicate them and promote. As, as, as much as I don't love all the six free options equally, right, you have to build them up and just it's about educating. Edu- so you, you know, we expose, expose, and then educate that there's other choices, and that if they need to be people need to know about them. And some people are just going to read a book. Some people are going to do it like you did, Gunther. Combination. You know, you took a little bit from all of them. The quality of Christians making a documentary about naltrexone and the use of moderation and the Sinclair method. I'm making mine. Uh, you know, I, I don't see it as slow as I'm a little more hopeful. And maybe, Sally, I have to do it. Otherwise, why would I fucking try? You know, why would I bother working for nothing? You know, just you know, uh, just doing this is because I know what it's like to you know have people that I love, you know, have an issue around alcohol and um, and it not work. And I think it's and, a, I, and how harm, how harmful it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or I'll go to AA for 20 years and never become sober. Mm. Stay stuck, diseased, powerless. Mm. It's a tragedy, it really is. I'm going to get off the phone now, but I do want to say one thing. Uh, Bill said of Father John Colbert, um, Catholic, Yale priest, 1943, that he is one of our best undercover agents. <laughs> Who is? So, yes, they have promoters, you know, within the church as well as other places. Father John Colbert Ford is one of our best, very best undercover agents. Mm, we'll have to talk off the off the radio. <laughs> okay, good night. Thank good you night. very Thanks. much for having me. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in. Hey, hey, Goodbye. so we are doing... Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye. We have like two minutes left here. I can't believe I did a 45-minute show uh, because I have to go somewhere tonight. But uh, I guess we'll have to do another one, and we're going to go into, I think, the 12 and 12 as well. All right. That sounds you think? good to me. Does it sound yeah, good? Um, me, what's that? Let's pick it all apart and show people what it's really all about. You know, it's oh, about oh, yeah. lies and manipulation and unsolicited religious indoctrination is what it's all about. Well, I think that uh, this, uh, into action, when you talk about Chapter 6 and the fifth step, I was so brainwashed at one time. I'm going to say this, and then we'll finish up in 90 minutes, That um, 90 seconds, I mean, that it says if we skip this final step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers had failed to keep to, keep to themselves. Oh, they had 
try to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives, trying to avoid this humbling experience. And uh, invariably they got drunk. And I just put here that, you know, it just had no vetting. He had no experience to say this and to constantly say that this is what's going to happen to people is just so, so wrong and Mm -hmm. so disempowering, Gunther. And I'm really, really happy to have met you on the blogs and for all the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, support and someone who can to talk to as I was leaving. It was very, very important to me, and I appreciate your humor and, oh, uh, you know, just the way you are. And uh, we'll do another show. I've been talking with uh, Gunther2000. He has the blog expaa.org, which is exposeaa.org. And if you want to reach me, contact me with any story at makeaasafer at gmail.com. And we will uh, see you all next week. And in two weeks, we're going to have a Recovery Truth number one on the show. Uh, good night, Gunther. Good night, everybody. Good Take night. care, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.